Hey, Rob. So what's the difference between media and entertainment? Nothing. Let's start the show. <laughs> All right. Sounds well, good. actually, it's hard to tell these days because if we can be fooled by satire sites, can entertainment networks or even the NFL also not be completely real? Right. Well, fake news pieces have been circulating on social media lately without clearly being labeled as satire. And ironically, Kid Rock and Jason Aldean were accused of canceling their tour called You Can't Cancel America. But the news originated from a satire site. It was even trending on X today. Well, yeah. And then uh, Keanu Reeves didn't accept an award from Whoopi Goldberg. Forrest Gump actor Gary Sinise said bad things about Tom Hanks. And then there were rumors about The View, too, all of which weren't real. So is this all for entertainment? And speaking of entertainment, some curious, curious Internet researchers found that the NFL is listed as an entertainment organization rather than a sports organization. We'll unpack what that means. So. Yeah, so join Ben and Rob on this Edge of Wonder live show as we try to uncover the truth of media versus entertainment. After the discussion, tune in for the live Q&A and a group meditation prayer only on Rise.TV. We'll see you out on the edge. How are you doing, Rob? I'm fantastic, Ben. How are you? I'm feeling yeah, doing. Better. Pretty well. I was before. not feeling well yesterday, actually. I had a little bit of like uh, what seemed on the surface as like food poisoning, but was really mm -hmm. just, you know, a lot of karma elimination. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a few people on our team that wasn't feeling well over the last few days. So, yeah, all a good thing, you know. Yeah. I guess so. Well, um, before we jump into every, well, by the way, I'm glad you're doing better now, but thanks. Well, yeah. We jump into everything. I, I guess you had this on Friday, your Friday, the Friday, um, Friday night live show. But I, I was seeing this about the stingray getting pregnant without a mate. <laughs> did you did you guys talk about yeah, this? I did. Yes, I've been looking into this for the last few days, strangely enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they had this, I guess they had this uh, stingray, an aquarium that was a, a female um, and she became pregnant and they did not have a male stingray in the tank and they could not figure out how it got pregnant. And the only thing they could figure out was that um, it was it came from a shark. <laughs> Yeah, because they had put sharks in the tank at some point, and it was the only thing that had been in there with the stingray. But, you know, um, it's possible that stingrays have, like, immaculate conception, apparently. Like, that's apparently... I don't believe this. Just that's so from know. a shark? They'll hold the sperm for, like, many, many, many years, and then all of a sudden release it, and they'll have a baby. So it's not necessarily immaculate conception, but it is like very bizarre, you know, it is and, very bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. But like I'm I'm more hoping that we're going to see some type of hybrid stingray shark that comes out of this thing. I know. Me, too. That's what I was kind of thinking. You know, and there was a, a gorilla that we, we talked about on the show. Yeah. Know, maybe six months ago or so. But it was the same situation where there are these two gorilla. I mean, there was a male, but they, they always had them separated. 
And somehow the female became pregnant and they could not figure out how it happened. And I don't even think they really ever concluded how it happened. Um, they're like, maybe something happened between the cages or something like that, but nothing was ever caught on camera and they couldn't really figure it out. So I don't know. What is it as a, uh, from um jurassic park uh, malcolm he'll always say he'll say something like in nature always finds a way or whatever <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like maybe that's this case oh my gosh oh hadley marie in our chat she wrote <laughs> shark ray nato <laughs> yeah. i need to see that movie you know that's oh. that's the movie i need to see dude they have to call it that if it's a cross between a shark and a uh stingray that right hilarious so funny ah uh, well i guess well i'm curious so yeah it hasn't it hasn't gave birth yet so it's just pregnant so we'll see uh, i'm really curious to see what happens with that so we'll keep you guys updated but all right something we can jump into though um you know i keep i've, I've been seeing this so much the past couple months and i'm i'm really getting I really, I'm finding it kind of, uh, frustrating actually. And I'm trying not to be frustrated, but, but it's like so many people are sharing this content. And so today there was a post and it was made by a very popular, I don't know, somebody on Twitter who has a large following and they retweeted this, this post that talked about kid rock and, um, Jason Aldean canceling their tour. And, uh, and then like everybody started sharing this on all social media, especially Facebook. Right. And I, I'm like, wow, you know, and then Twitter or X, I should say, they added one of the readers, uh, notes or the community notes at the bottom of it. And which actually is very helpful because they look at things from a very, um, non-objective um, point of view and they're just like you mean hey, non-subjective so they non-subjective i'm sorry object yes. yeah, okay. objective point of view is what i'm trying yeah. to say yes yes so they're saying this is fake news and this is where it gets kind of confusing because I, i'm finding this website called dunningkrugertimes.com but they don't go by that on um on most social media platforms like that's their website but when you go to their website, it actually says America's last line of defense. And it doesn't really say a whole lot about being satire. And on Facebook, they're extremely clear. This site is satire and they're like basically trolling right. people. <laughs> well, it's they're not necessarily they're just satire, but like right. people are taking it, it's it could be real. Like satire in real life are so close now. You know, the other thing too that's one of the biggest issues is like news right now, journalism is like the wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. Like there's people have taken it on themselves to become influencers and to become journalists. I mean, you and I are like this, right? Because right, we exactly we've realized that we can't trust the mainstream media to give us proper news and to look through that news properly and give us the right to give us the truth. And so a lot of people have taken it upon themselves to start posting on Twitter to 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 say what they found. And these are ordinary people with ordinary lives who have things on their mind. Mm -hmm. They're not going to track down a source every single time before they post. They're going to make mistakes. And, and then when they make a mistake, everyone's like, oh, this person made a mistake. And it's like, well, yeah, everyone can make a mistake. Like, 
we don't have journalism like we did in the past where they were able to track these things down and do all of the due diligence before something even went to print. Like we don't even have print anymore. Like newspapers aren't even in print anymore. It's like things happen so fast on the web. The only thing that you can do is like update something after you've made a mistake. I mean, news media are even making mistakes all the time and half of them don't even report when they've made a mistake or they just they'll change just it online. And just yeah. and just do it quietly, and it's like, oh, this article, and then put a little thing at the bottom, like this article is updated. Exactly, and then and so it's like, and they'll change a really important thing, but the damage at that point's already been done. It's even a yeah. tactic they can use to spread mis or disinformation. You know, exactly. So we're we're in a really weird spot right now. But this these guys who are putting this stuff out, it should be made like Babylon Babylon B. It's very clear that this is satire because it's so. Right freaking funny you right. know exactly um, that's the thing yes and, but what's weird though ben is we have been seeing real headlines from real news media that look like they're a babylon b headline like it's so absurd right now that is 100 percent true so it's very it's just the it, wild it, west right now it, it, it's hard yeah and that's why like you know now I'm, I'm really like the first one i really saw was the kiana reeves not accepting an yes. award from from um th this was this was Whoopi the Goldberg Whippy Goldberg because because he said she's not a good person. This thing went viral. Um, and Keanu Reeves is not on any social media platform. Um, nowhere he's he's he doesn't exist in a social media world. And so, you know, my first thought when I originally saw this because everybody was started sharing this on Facebook. Um, and this went viral on Twitter. It was like Keanu Reeves name was trending and I'm like, this is insane, you know? So my first thought was like, okay, I would like to know where he said this. And I couldn't find the original source. No one was listing the original source. Everyone was just taking the screenshot of this like meme and or like supposedly quotes. And I'm like, where did this come from? And finally, after searching for a while, I found this American last line, America's last line of defense. Right. So when I read their article, because I didn't realize it was satire at the time. And when I read the article, I'm like, well, it doesn't say where he said this. So I was like, this is really weird. Then I looked up their Facebook page and it said, don't everything on here is satire. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. really, really weird. So then you're trying, I'm trying to tell other people you know, with, within like kind of the truth or community, like, Hey guys, don't, don't, don't share this stuff. It's just fake, you know? But the problem is like, people want it to be true. Well, yeah, so, because, because they know they've heard all the stories about Whoopi behind closed doors. They know Keanu Reeves is like a good dude. They've heard right. stories about that. And so the, the headline is just close enough to make enough sense for it to be real. They put it out there and it starts getting spread. Yeah. And, and so I made a, I made a, a Facebook post uh, on my own, just kind of saying like, you know, that this is actually hurting the community because what's happening is that the media is reporting on this, like, Oh, look, you know, fake news quote unquote is dangerous because you know, it, it this is how it spreads and we need to do, we need to take more action against this. And I'm like, you know, spreading this stuff is really only hurting our community. And even if it's like, even if it's something that maybe Keanu Reeves would say, we can't put words in other people's mouths if they didn't say it just because we want it to be true. Right. And we're no different from like 
the mainstream media just kind of like making up lies most of the time or just not reporting on the facts at that point. So, you know, I, I thought this was, and the other one was, was, um, Gary, um, Sinise. There was Gary a, Sinise, yeah. There was another one with him and that was another one that everybody was sharing as well. Uh, supposedly he said that he didn't like working with Tom Hanks. Uh, and I think there was a little bit more to that quote that supposedly that's what he said. So I, again, I didn't know it came from this, this place, you know, that when there, there are these memes that are out there like this, and this is, this is their post, you know, Gary Sinise works with wounded warriors. He knows good versus evil. Like, I don't know. It, I feel like this, this site seems like it's a, I don't know, I feel I'm getting psyop vibes from this because why do something so close to reality if they weren't trying to really make a mess out there and 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 point out how uh yeah just how how unreliable certain right wing posters are about these things you know what i mean that's kind of that was the vibe that i got too because it's the wording that they use like you said like when you read babylon b they're so over the top funny ridiculous right. you know that it's not real you know and they're not saying these kinds of things because they're they're not they wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily use something like that that seems real against somebody else you know may, maybe like, like you just had that thing with xi jinping you know and it's just like right. it's kind of like taking something super ridiculous and, and making a spoof out of it this is kind of like in a different sense where they know that there's people out there that are looking for for celebrities talking about these things they're not saying it's satire and then everyone's like and then it's also confusing because the website is called something, the website link is different <clears throat> from what the page is. And that, that's another thing that's very deceiving. So, um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And then the, the other thing too, is this like, are they really, yeah, are, are like they're not really, they're, they're not doing any kind of justice to the community whatsoever. It's more of an injustice. Yeah, exactly. It's making more of a mess than it is. What is it helping? It's just getting them unnatural clicks yeah and, and then the other, the other question i have is like so like a site like babylon b has been very heavily um censored through facebook like they're they have a hard time sharing their content on facebook but why would why would something like this be easier to share considering it's even more yeah it's obviously right. fake you know yeah <laughs> So anyway, that, yeah, it's just a lot of, and so I was, I was kind of looking into this. It was like, I, I don't really know much about this. It was started around 2016, I guess, or uh, yeah, 2016, it was started roughly. Um, so how many things have we have come by people's desks that have been fake from these guys? You know, what that I mean? that's yeah. So I started looking at a lot of their content and I was like, ah, oh, man, this is where this, a lot of this stuff originated from. Um, like there was another thing about George Floyd that they did. That was one of the big things that they had. Uh, the, the other one was the view. Th this was something I thought, I actually thought that it was like Whoopi Goldberg was being fired. And I thought that was true. It turns out it was actually from them. I just found that out today during research. Right. Exactly. There's another so, one. Yeah. So, you know, 
Um, they, they, there, there was another spinoff called conservative tears that operates under the umbrella of Americans last line of defense. Both of them are satirical content. So again, like, why would you call yourself that if it's just satire? Like it doesn't, make... it's not funny too. satire is supposed to be funny. Like there's nothing funny about that. It's just, right. it looks like it's a lie. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, again, because I've had some arguments with people now about this and it's like, well, you know, I still think it's good to share it. And I'm like, I don't actually, you know, it, it's it's like, how would you why feel is that good to share? Yeah. Why, how would you feel if that was, you know, if, if you were Keanu Reeves and you know, you didn't say yeah. this, like exactly. we, we, don't, we have no idea what kind of reputation it's hurting or, you know, for these people, how they feel not that it's not it's not real. Right. <laughs> it didn't yeah. happen. You know, exactly. Well, hey, you guys, um, uh, we're about to show a trailer. We've got a we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about the the NFL and stuff. But Rise TV is always backed exposing things like human rights abuses, human trafficking and telling the truth about what's going on in this world that people aren't aware of. So we think you definitely should check out this new documentary called Border Wars. We wanted to share this with you because it exposes the serious situation at the border and all the people who are getting hurt when there's illegal activity down there. And it's not fluff either. It's all documented very thoroughly and in a firsthand way that you're not going to see anywhere else. And you can watch this on Friday, February 23rd. Uh, and, and a lot of work went into making it, um, like getting secret footage captured at the border, plus interviews with innocent victims, border exports and experts, and even national security personnel. Uh, now, here's a trailer to see more, and we'll be back in just a moment. The southern border has created the biggest drug crisis and the biggest humanitarian crisis, and quite frankly, the biggest national security crisis to America. When you first visit the border... Nothing can prepare you for what it has become. The border is just simply wide open. These bracelets represent what group of coyotes they come in with. Drugs. There was enough fentanyl seized to kill every American human trafficking. I was 15 years old and I met my trafficker. A security crisis. How many people go missing? The caseload has got to be overwhelming. Yes, we got, we got crossers right now. National Guard's in pursuit of them. And that's just the beginning of what we found. In the field, with the men and women who are doing something about it. Like you've never seen before. Border Wars. So, you guys, you can see that on Salem Now. That'll be on Salem Now this Friday. And uh, I think that URL is, I think it's SalemNow.com, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, we'll get yeah. that for you on Friday. I think it is Salem Now. I'm pretty sure it's Salem Now. Because, yeah, Salem Media takes you to their, like, um, let me just check on that. Yeah, salemnow.com. 
yeah anyway yeah you guys are gonna like that for sure it's yeah. really good <laughs> really is. so um yeah ben what do you got next you want to talk about the nfl here yeah let's get into the nfl um some shocking things that's really been coming out about it um yeah officially the NFL is recognized as an entertainment business. Uh, it's not just a sport. And this distinction allows the league uh, certain privileges and flexibility. <laughs> to do whatever they need to, to raise, um, you know, ratings. Exactly. I mean, that, that, that's how they look at it. I, and I guess I didn't know this, but John F. Kennedy granted the NFL an antitrust exemption which classifies it as an entertainment. And that's when well, okay. And to be fair, uh, classifying it as entertainment could give it certain, I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. Is yeah. it possible that it's giving it certain tax breaks or benefits or it allows them to do certain things, certain things? Um, you know, that could be a reason why to categorize it like that. But the, the main thing that I think is, is crazy is like, the WWE is very popular and people know it's scripted and they just watch it anyway because it's fun. They want to see where the story goes. And it's like right. it's like a mix of like live athletic sports and storyline all together. Right. You know what you're getting when you go there. Everybody knows it's fake. You want to follow the story. It's like, just tell us if that's what you're doing. <laughs> that's that's, that's NFL. It's like it's cool if you're doing that. You can still be successful doing that but you have to let people know, you know? Right. Well, well, and the main problem is there's so much gambling involved that, and that's where the issue. But, really right. But that's up. the whole thing is it's like yeah. now, but that makes it even more serious. We're talking about billions and billions of dollars being passed through gambling yep. through the NFL. Okay. If that's the case, these people who are gambling need to know whether or not it's a storyline or not. I, I know. That's Otherwise, exactly. why are you spending any money at all? You shouldn't be defending it. Like I made a post, a really funny post that we showed you guys. That was like me saying, um, when people tell me the NFL isn't scripted and it was just like a, a dog kind of like <laughs> yeah. with the song. All right. And, um, there were people coming on there that were just like, anyone who thinks it's scripted is, a total dumbass or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, please refer to posts. <laughs> cause, cause it's like people just have cognitive dissonance about this, you know? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> There's so much footage that's come out of, out of the last, like a lot and, four uh, and weeks of how, so yep. many plays just are so like sus, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you, you mentioned, um, the tax exempt. Yeah. So it was a nonprofit organization. There you uh, go. Up until 2015. And then they decided to end the tax exempt status. And it's like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Um, I guess the way they looked at it was that the main, the main, main, um, uh, NFL commission group or whatever, basically they, they were how they would distribute money among each team. And then that would kind of get taxed, but it, it's, there was a lot of like gray areas in that aspect. And so now it's changed and it makes sense. But, um, 
Yeah. So, I mean, they they kind of talk about it, how it's like a, a, a blend of sports and entertainment. And um, so there, there's a couple of videos that I found and some of these are like insane that we'll get into. But uh, so I was actually looking up who term, who, who coined the term Super Bowl. Believe it or not, it was Lamar Hunt, who was the owner of the Chiefs in the 60s. Hmm. And he was the first one to coin the term Super Bowl. And according to him, he said his son was playing with like some ball called Super Ball. And he was like, oh, we should call it bowl. But kind of it was more of like they were just calling it that in the short term until they came up with a better name. Man, and the original a better name. Yeah, the original name was going to be, I don't know, something. I was trying to see if it was I had it in here. It was going to be something really, really. Oh, AFL NFL championship game. That's what it was going to be called. <laughs> That's uh, not quite as catchy as the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. So it was changed to Super Bowl, and but the media really went with it, and and that's kind of how it stuck. And um, but what's weird is that the third annual game in 1969, which was won by the AFL's New York Jets over the NFL Colts. And this was a very, very important game because if the Jets lost, there was some kind of merger that wouldn't happen. And it was important for the Jets to win. And there's this former player named Bubba Smith. Crazy. Have you seen this? Uh, no, but that's a great name. I Bubba probably Smith. have, actually. What, what are you okay. going to show? Lindsay, can you show part of this clip from Bubba Smith and what he says about this third Super Bowl game ever? And um, it's kind of mind blowing what he says. And he and this guy ended up dying. And so this interview was from 2002 or three or four. And he ended up dying of alleged drug intoxication in 2011. You want this from the beginning, Ben? Uh, yeah, we'll just play a little bit of this. Yeah, go ahead. But let me ask you this, man, because I read somewhere where you said that Super Bowl three. Oh, let's line words. this up properly. Okay. Super okay. Bowl three, Baltimore Colts, the power of the NFL, taken out to the upstart New York Jets from the AFL. You guys were the biggest favorite in Super Bowl history, right? No way you could lose. You end up losing 16 to 7. What happened? Well, uh, I, I personally think the game was it was, the game was fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Why? So, Michael and and his peers can make the money that they made. Michael Irvin, made. you made the league better. Is that what you're saying? If it, if if you guys lost, see if if the Jets don't Arnold. win that game, then Be they right. don't have the NFL the way it is today. Oh, because it was the merger. It was the, it, it was the merger. That was right. The How did they fix a game like that? It's easy. The quarterback. Yeah. If you remember, we went inside the twenty-five times in the first half, right? And come away with no points, right? Which is not a characteristic of a, a hmm. cold team. But nobody came to you and said, "Hey, Bubba, here's oh, no, you know." No, 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 no. Well, who did they go to? Yeah. 
Sorry. You see how Bubba looked at that Chris Good? You're trying to get me killed. Well, who did? So they went to the quarterback. That's what well, you I feel. Know. That's what you feel. I see. Yeah, so that was actually Hightower from Police Academy. Remember the big guy in Police Academy? Yeah. yeah. That's, That's him. him. That's what I thought. I yeah. mean, I thought I knew he was like an actor, but I couldn't really remember what I saw him in. He's a big dude. Yeah. There he is. That's... Yeah. Um, no, no. That's um, that was a different guy. He's the call. Mm. Yeah. Hightower. Sorry. Lindsay's showing me something while we're doing the show. Yeah. There he is. Bubba Smith. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know exactly. Yeah, that's who I thought when you said when you said uh, his name. I was like, oh, I think it's that. Yeah. So I know exactly who you're talking about. It was awesome. That that movie was funny. Um, yeah. So this has been around for a while. I mean, this idea that it could be rigged. Now, you, the other thing too is like we're not just talking about football. You know, a lot of people think that Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was some, there was a bunch of Muhammad Ali matches that the other guy was paid to go down because when you look at those and, and people get so upset when you even mention this, they defend Muhammad Ali. Like I have no idea why anyone could possibly think out there that Muhammad Ali would beat Mike Tyson in a match. Like Mike Tyson was so powerful in his twenties. Like those two boxers at their, in their twenties, there's no way Muhammad Ali would stand a chance against Mike Tyson if Mike Tyson was in there with all of that power. Muhammad Ali even said that. He was like, I would be afraid of going into the ring with Mike Tyson. But the thing is, like, people will defend. My point in, in saying that is people will defend Muhammad Ali to no end. But when you look at the footage of him fighting some of these other guys and basically tapping them and the guy just goes down and the game and the and like the match is over, you're like, there's something up here <laughs> like and a lot of people made a lot of money that night. A lot oh, of that, money. Well, that and that's the main thing about this, like how much money, especially when you're talking about the gambling aspect. And so this, I've I haven't seen this before. This Pat um, Sajak, he's you know the the host of um I think I'm saying his name right, Sajak. Pat Sajak. Say Sajak. Okay, yeah, he's the host of uh, now he's the host of Wheel of Fortune. Well, he was doing uh, interviews back i think in the in the in the 80s and he interviewed this guy who wrote this book called interference how organized crime influences professional football oh, for sure that's crazy so you got to like so lindsay can we can we play a little bit you can start about 25 seconds in but you got to you got to see how pat starts out this interview i couldn't believe it the way he starts this thing out with this guy but yes, I never even heard of this book. I can't believe that I haven't seen this before. So let's let's watch like two minutes of this. It's kind of bad quality. Sorry. Uh, what are you hearing from the powers that be? Anything? We oh, they just want me to go away right now. We've, we've spoken to them and they don't want to talk about it either. They have nothing to say. But they're not denying anything and they're not refuting any of the facts. Let me, let me talk about some of the major charges. And I just I just jotted down a few of the. I mean, you're saying you're saying, for example, um, uh, virtually every team owner gambles on on football teams. Well, I'm saying that no fewer than 26 
That's uh, NFL team owners have documented ties. Past and present NFL team owners have documented business ties, either the gambling community and or the organized crime syndicate. I'm also saying that no fewer than 70 NFL games have been fixed. Now that that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty. Uh, 70. You're saying no fewer than seven zero NFL mm -hmm. games have been fixed. You mean right. the 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 outcome, the point spread, what? I'm saying the points were shaved and thereby fixed. Yeah. How does this happen? Well, I, I first got into this about 1983. Uh, uh, Vincent Persani, who is the head of the Michigan State Attorney General's Office Organized Crime Division, told me, if you're going to do a book about the NFL, Dan, you're going to have to get into this guy, Don Dawson, because he was fixing games. We knew it. I went to my friends and my sources at the Internal Revenue Service, the Organized Crime Intelligence Division. They said Don Dawson was fixing games. I went to the FBI, the Organized Crime and Racketeering Section of the Justice Department and Strike Force Field Offices. Everybody told me what Don Dawson was fixing games. At that point, I had enough evidence to pr print that allegedly Don Dawson was fixing NFL games. He was a major bookmaker in the Midwest. I then went to Dawson. I tracked him down. I jumped through all kinds of hoops to interview him. And when I interviewed him on about the seventh or eighth interview, he admitted to me that he had personally participated in the fixing of no fewer than 32 how, NFL how, games. How, and how does that happen? He liked to work with the quarterback. He would, he would, uh -huh. he would go to the, the quarterback would come to him and say, um, I need some bread. Uh, what's the line on the game this week? And the, uh, and the bookmaker would say, you guys are favored by six points. And then the reply was, we're not going to cover the spread. And basically, that was it. Wow. Now, do you, you, do you name players? Oh, sure. I name players. And also, in 1979, I, name, uh, I, I go into the specifics of eight fixed games that were uh, allegedly fixed by two referees who were investigated by both the FBI and the IRS. And I, named, I list the uh, eight games in the, on page 308 of the book. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is the, you can pause it. Yeah, drugs are uh, the real. Yeah, so this is the crazy. I mean, this is this is really like just yeah the insane <laughs> part about this whole thing. It makes thing. so much sense though, Ben. Yeah, it does. You it, know, it's like of course the of course they would try to figure out a way to make money off of this, right? Think about how much money in gambling there is with this, you know, and, and this this has been. I mean, I I they. Even the media has been talking about this for a while because the question is always like, how do you how do you know for sure that a referee isn't gambling? Like they're not allowed to, you know, anybody that's connected to the actual game uh, is not allowed to gamble or bet. But I mean, what if you have somebody else do it for you? You know, I mean, there's all these like loopholes. Oh, that, yeah, that can... you have like you have friends, you have family, you have work, you have workers that are outside of the NFL. They mm -hmm. do it for you. you and, know? and like this happens all the time. You're watching a game and you're like, dude, wait, th there's like three referees right there. Not a single one of them like noticed, the, you know, something like whatever it was. Like this guy was off sides. He was grabbing his helmet, whatever. It, I mean, it was well, so think about how easy, how freaking easy it is to control a quarterback. Hey, you like being on this team? You like being given this opportunity? Well, we need you to do something for us. You know, whether you like it or not, you know, you just do whatever that thing is. Well, because it's really comes down to money. You, you know, it's yeah. it's like, hey, you're going to do this, but you're going to get money for it. You know, so it's like you're, you're either your reputation or, or money, you know, and then it's like and, and there was this whole thing with with Aaron Rodgers and there there was a post on X and it was actually taken down. It was it was a it was a parody account of like the. uh Warner Brothers Discovery CEO, and it was a parody account of his. And what happened was on a specific game, uh, this was in 2023, I think, 
uh, he it just posted Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles on a rain-drenched MetLife turf in 2.5 hours. On the dot, it happened. No way. Yeah, it, it happened uh, at 6 he 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 posted it at 6:01 uh, p.m. at 8:15 p.m. Uh, it, it 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 already took place, and so this tweet went viral. Uh, X deleted the account because it wasn't from the actual um, whatever his name is the the CEO of of Warner Brothers. But what's weird is that so Aaron was taken out of the rest of the game. And then like just a couple, like the next game, he was back on his feet and everyone was really shocked because you're like, man, when you tear that. Yeah. Achilles tendon is not something you get up from you can just start walking again really easily. And he did. Right. So there were, and after this tweet, there was a lot of speculation that that whole thing was just, was just fake for some reason. <laughs> like he, like, like they were just trying to put on a show, make it more dramatic. I don't, you know, I don't really know. Maybe it's like. You know, in wrestling, when when if someone yeah. gets like hit at the chair or something, and they're like on the ground forever, like pretending that they're really hurt. I don't know. I don't know if it's like this or what. But I found a clip of um. This was in. This was. I think this was also. This was before the Chiefs game, but this was in the playoffs. And you and even the announcers on. Can you show this TJ? TJ go down clip, Lindsay. Um, she's, she's opening. Yeah, it. she's getting it. So you can actually hear the announcers on there saying like, well, that was weird. He just told him to get down and he just like collapsed. Like, watch this. I don't believe in scripted football, but he tells, watch. TJ go down, TJ go down. He, listen. Yeah, this is wild. They just caught him on camera saying, TJ, go down. Fool is even hurt. He's got to go. He didn't just tell him to go down. Man, you got to you gotta see this. I found, I also found this, um, a press conference after the Super Bowl. One of the stars of the 49ers basically alludes to there being NFL script writers and how crazy the Super Bowl was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to have Lindsay pull this up. Lindsay, pull can up. you pull this up? Check oh, this, this out. Listen to this. What just surprised you the most? What you guys prepared for what you practiced, what you thought would happen to what happened tonight? Um, huh. Well, I think uh, the NFL script writers did a great job tonight. I've never seen Brock Purdy <laughs> throw four interceptions before. Um. Just, uh, you know, like our team does a great job. Our defense, you know, fought their tails off every time we, you know, put them in a bad spot. Um, you know, I don't feel like I've been a part of a five turnover game since like 2018. So just, you know, just surprising, I guess, when I look up and I mean, yeah, the one where they had the Cobra blitz, the corner blitz and got tipped for an interception. I'm run blocking. I'm just like, why is Brock Purdy making a tackle right now? So, I mean, just stuff like that. You just, just don't see it very often, you know, and, so like 
playing again playing devil's advocate i can see where he's like well he's being just sarcastic because it was like you know these these unbelievable four inter what is it four interceptions just happened and so he could be saying oh yeah the yeah screen, but you but know the but point is that brock yeah. purdy never throws four interceptions especially no. not in one game like right. he's he's really good like that guy is like one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now you know and so yeah. it, him saying that is, you know, he's he's walking the line right now from revealing too much. And he's upset. I mean, yeah, one that, of the guys that's, what, that wasn't that's actually what it looks like to me, too. That right. He, 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 you could look at it where he's kind of saying it sarcastically because it was so odd what happened. But from another perspective, the way he kind of says it, it's like he's he's angry because he, it, it, it's like, yeah, the. the like yeah, they, it, it, there's no, there's no other way that this could have happened unless it was already pre-planned. Like all that's the papers crazy. are saying it's a joke. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. though. he was. Yeah, pissed. I mean that's that's what I'm saying. They would say it's a joke because it's like, oh yeah, I mean, it's, come on, scriptwriter, like for NFL, like that's dumb, right? But the way he says it comes off as not quite a joke. More, it's like, ah, I'm just gonna say this because I'm so frustrated with with the league right now. That's really kind of where he's coming from. It sounds like there. I have to admit, there is one thing that I found that that then I found out that they reversed it. So there was a, there was a play that happened during the Super Bowl, and the runner was two yards short of getting a first down, and then they cut to something and they come back and then they had first down showing on the screen and everyone was freaking out. Like, wait a minute, that was only second down. Now they have a first down, but they did the play and got the first down. So then I, I, I figured out that they just made a mistake on during the broadcast and it wasn't the actual gameplay. So then I, that's why I didn't include that one. But a lot of people online were like, look, look, look. And I'm like, okay, this one's not real. Actually, this one, this one actually is a mistake, but the rest of these are weird. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. Then that can happen too. Right. Of course. Yeah. Live television is tough. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when, yeah, it's all live and there's so much going on and everything else. The only other weird thing that I found was during the Super Bowl, right before kickoff, there is the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodwell, or I'm sorry, Roger, Roger um, Goodall, Goodall, sorry, Goodall. And he's talking to Taylor Swift and you don't really know what they're talking about, but he just says something like, thank you. Or it looks like he's saying something like, thank you. And people are speculating that he was like preparing her, like what's going to happen when, when they, when the chiefs win, <laughs> but Tracy Wolfson, there we see Taylor Swift and Roger Goodell up in the booth. And Roger Goodell's going, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, so glad and everything. But listen. Thank you for all of our ratings. Yeah, thank you for our thank ratings. For, exactly. Thank you for the contract we set up between you and Kelsey so that we can bring in all these ratings. Thank you. Thank you for taking our money. I mean, it if is, that happened, I don't know if that happened. I'm just it's kidding. It's just so weird. Like, how would she know who, who, who really, who, 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 who that is, you know? So, <sighs> all right, you guys, well, we're going to have to jump over to, um, rise TV. Where we're going to answer your questions and also do a live Q and a, and we're going to show this trailer. So we're streaming right now on rumble, Facebook, Ganjing world, Twitter, or X. 
and we're going to head over. So join us for just $12.99 a month or uh, get a free two-week trial by clicking the link in the description. And of course, during our um, live Q&As, we answer your questions that we have in our own live chat. And as always, your support lets us do these deep dives and bring you the truth that the censors don't want you to hear. Yeah, and and watch this trailer on flying things in the air that are not footballs. <laughs> All right. What if I told you that not only have we been visited by extraterrestrials, but that our own military has in their possession crafts along with alien bodies hidden from the public? Well, join me, Ben, on the second part of this Edge of Wonder episode with my special guest, Michael Schratt, who is a private pilot and aviation historian and has been investigating UFO encounters for over 28 years. Lab coat technicians talking about bodies recovered and one was still alive. And when I heard this from Charlotte, I said, I got it. I got it. Wow. I got it. Now I know that this guy was telling the truth. I got it. In our last episode, we went into detail about how the U.S. secretly has alien craft and documented testimonials on first-hand accounts of not only seeing crafts, but alien bodies as well. In this episode, Michael will be presenting the most mind-blowing account he has, which includes multiple witnesses. You won't believe what he has. So, without further ado, let me introduce Michael Schratt. Get your questions ready, because it's time for our live Q&A session, exclusively on Rise.tv. 